0: You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Episode number 39. I often talk about money mindset on pricing and that is because I'm passionate about not letting creatives work for free. Just because, you know, a creative is passionate about their work and their craft, I don't think they need to work for free. I often say f**k being a struggling artist. Not because I think you shouldn't be an artist. It doesn't even have anything to do with money, to be honest. It's to do with your mindset. Just because you're an artist doesn't mean you have no value and it doesn't mean you don't have something to offer the world and it doesn't mean you need a default to being struggling. If you want to create art and you don't really care about getting paid for it, then that's awesome as long as it's on your terms. I don't want to see people taking advantage of you just because you love your job. Today I don't want to talk about money though, I want to talk about your happiness and freedom. Creating a business for me has never been about money, ever. If I wanted money, and if I wanted a job that just got me money, I wouldn't have been a photographer. There's so many jobs out there that would easily pay me a high figure income right now. And it's not what I want. I want freedom and I want happiness. So, I want to explain to you what it looks like to start a business or a new project for me. It's scary. It's scary as hell. It's like standing on the side of a cliff over an ocean and you're about to take a jump into the ocean. Like, that's scary, yeah? It's scary to get yourself to the edge of the cliff, but it's fun as hell when you jump and you're happy when it's all over and it makes you feel alive. I'm always scared when I start a new business or a new project. I wouldn't do it otherwise because if it doesn't scare me, to be honest, it means it's not challenging me. But the fear doesn't stop me. I enjoy overcoming the fear and I have the courage to face the fear head on and it does make me feel so alive. But here's the thing about being an entrepreneur. If you don't go 100% in on your dreams, on your projects, on your business, like whatever it is, you're just like the cliff analogy, you're standing at the hardest part at the top of the cliff. And the longer that you're standing there looking down, the scarier it's going to be and for longer as well. And the harder it's going to be to jump. So as you do it more and more, the more confident you get when you jump until after a while, you're looking at a bigger challenge, a higher cliff to jump from. So today, I want to share some stories from my businesses and some of the adventures that I've had along the way. And trust me when I say I have so many stories because this is the biggest reason why I don't have a day job. Every single day, every single project, every single job I do creates a huge adventure for me and I truly live every single day. And I know not everyone gets to live that way, and I don't want to be bragging about my life, but I did make the choice to face my fears and I do the things that make me feel alive every day over safety and security and staying with what I know. So before we get started into this episode with some of my wild unscripted stories and probably things I shouldn't be sharing on a podcast. I want to read out a listener's review because I love it when you guys leave me reviews. And if you haven't left me a review yet on the Apple Podcast app, please do. So, this one here is from Dan the Man. I love Jai's positive mindset and openness in sharing everything with his community. As a wedding photographer myself, I could listen to his podcast all day long. His words feel like they're made for my process as a creative entrepreneur, but also as a human being. So thank you, Jai. Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate you taking the time to leave me a review. Oh,
1: hey, Legends. Glad you're here. Let's be honest now. this situation fucking sucks. And a If you're like any other photographer in the world right now, including me, you've lost all of your work for the next three months. It's bullshit right? But guess what? The team at Jailong have your back and have created easier ways for you to financially access our courses and other resources so that you can upskill and come out strong during this period of downtime. Just follow jailong.co forward slash resources. That's J-A-I-L-O-N-G dot C-O forward slash resources to see how we can help you with our free and discounted content during the COVID-19 outbreak. And don't forget, we're always f***ing here for you at co.
0: So the first story I want to share with you guys is from my wedding photography business, Free the Bird, because... I have been a wedding photographer for seven years now and I love doing it. It takes me all around the world. So many adventures, so many people I get to meet and I've had some mind-blowing experiences to be honest. Like I've done some crazy stuff, I've seen some crazy stuff and you can only imagine like seven years worth of weddings, 50 weddings a year, just the things that I've seen, you know, I think I've shot in 10 different countries all around Australia and all different types of weddings as well you know rich weddings crazy weddings destination weddings like everything every kind of culture so this wedding that I want to tell you about today was a little bit of an adventure on my first year as a wedding photographer I ended up shooting eight weddings for free in the United States and I went over there and I made all these connections and I hustled hard to get all these inquiries come in even though I've never really shot a wedding before and I ended up landing eight destination weddings. You know, they're all really amazing couples and amazing destinations. Like, these are crazy weddings. So, this one wedding that I shot it was in Chicago. Beautiful couple. They're my lifelong friends now. I love these guys. And, you know, that's what happens to a lot of my clients as well. They become best friends because, you know, you get along with them. I ended up shooting the groom's sister's wedding and I had to actually fly back for it. So, this was probably a year after that trip. So, that's how I got this connection. So, I stayed with his sister in Portland when I was up there and I got to know her and her fiance, just an amazing couple and when I come back to Australia, they ended up contacting me and they said they're getting married and they're inviting me to the wedding and to be honest, I was like, Okay, I'm coming to this wedding. This wedding sounds incredible but I also want to be the photographer at this wedding. So, the wedding was in the Oregon Desert. It's a place called Avalon Desert and it's basically salt flats and it's the most beautiful place ever. It's one of the most isolated places in the United States in terms of how far away it is from any city and it's all just big mountains all the way around with snow-capped you know, mountains. And then it's a desert where it's just salt flats for as far as the eye can see and big clouds and storms come rolling over and um, there's sage growing everywhere and it's just a beautiful place. So, the night before the wedding, we finally get out there. It was about a seven-hour drive from Portland. We get out there and we're all pitching up tents and everything and I didn't know anybody else except the other couple that I shot their wedding. So, prior in the prior year, I shot their wedding. So that night we were all sitting around the campfire and I'm talking to the family. So their grandma's there and, you know, a few relatives and I'm probably the only person. I don't really know anybody, but I'm having a good conversation and everyone was blown away that I just flew from Australia to this wedding to be the wedding photographer. So they asked me lots of questions, you know, about Australia. Probably, Probably just the typical questions like, hey, do you have kangaroos in your backyard? And is there kangaroos at your school? And things like that. So as I was sitting there... The groom that I shot prior, he handed me a cookie, and it was a marijuana cookie. And he's like, "Hey, do you want to have this?" While we're sitting around the campfire, and I thought, "Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm in Oregon. Why not? Might as well just have a bit of an adventure. It's not something I usually do, but I thought I might might as well." Anyway, I had this cookie, and I got so stoned. And I think one of the things you're in a different country and you don't know all the family and everything and I think it just wasn't the perfect situation so I'm sitting there and people are asking me questions more questions more questions I remember the grandma's asking me questions and um I started losing I I guess (laughs) I I just started losing control of reality I didn't even know I was sort of like you know slumping down in my chair and I was like oh what have I done after that The groom ended up handing me some magic mushrooms and he's like, hey, have some of these. And I was like, oh, no, thank you, man. But because I was already so stoned and so high, I end up eating these mushrooms. And oh my God, I was sitting there and people are still talking to me like, oh, welcome. You just come from Australia. This is amazing. And I'm tripping out and I feel like I'm the only person tripping out. I'm like, I don't know what is happening right now, but I'm losing my mind. So, I end up having a few conversations with them and then I realized like things are not going great and they have hot springs out there. So, it's like natural hot springs and it's just all moonlight. There's no lights out there. We're just camping. So, I thought, you know, I might as well go down to the hot springs and have a bit of a chill and the, the other couple came down with me and so, we got into the hot springs and the other couple, they were kind of, I think they was, you know, they had some magic mushrooms as well and they were doing their own thing and then I felt like really alone so, then I started walking around in the desert, just getting lost, trying to get back to my campsite and I think I just got to a point, I, went, I got, finally got back to my campsite and I was laying in my tent and I'm like, wow, like I never thought this was going to happen. Here I am laying on the other side of the world. I was in Australia the day before but now I'm in, in America in the desert with people I don't know and I'm laying here by myself tripping out and I've got to shoot a wedding the next day. And I think it was just one of those stories where like, you know, you can't even plan something like that. Like, that was not something that I planned. Uh, I don't usually do things like that. And I think it's just, I definitely don't regret it because it's it's become like such a crazy story and crazy memory for me. And it's something like the next day I was talking, I was actually walking around the wedding and um, the bride and groom were like, oh, I heard you had a fun night last night. And everyone was like coming up and talking to me and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know what happened. Like one minute I was there, just having some conversations around the campfire. Next minute, I didn't even know where I was and I'm walking around the desert totally lost, you know, trying to retrace my steps, looking around, trying to find a light. I just had no idea. You create a business and it takes you around the world and it gives you these crazy experiences. I would never have had that experience like as a backpacker or as a tourist or anything like that without my camera, you know, and without being invited as a wedding photographer and being part of this family gathering. And so, I'm so thankful that like, you know, I can create a business and then people trust me and then I'm in there and I can get to experience so many different things in my life that I've never would have ever thought that I would experience. So, another story is I used to have a cafe. When I turned 20, um, I started a cafe with Lelu, and it was, it was a for me, it was an incredible year. Uh, for Leeloo, it's probably one of the worst years of her life. She still she still hates it because we both did overwork and we both... It was just a hard time, I guess. But um, whilst we did have that cafe, we used to put on music festivals. So, we used to get, you know, famous bands from around the area and we would have big music festivals and we would charge tickets and we would get hundreds of people in and we would put up a stage And it was just like such a fun thing. There was touring bands that would go to the east coast of Australia and they'd stop in. There was this one band that had a big band bus and they end up, you know, sleeping in the cafe for a week and they would just hang out around there and then they'll go on up to play in a festival. And it was, I think it was like really cool vibes. So, in Australia, we have a really famous radio station called Triple J and I used to get one of the girls from Roots and All and she would come down on Sundays and I used to have a blues night and we'd have James T come from Canned Heat, which is a famous old American band and he moved to Australia around the corner. So, he would organize these blues nights and then um, the host from Roots and All would come to this and she was mind blown that like, you know, all these old famous blues players were here in the middle of nowhere playing at my cafe and we also had Powderfinger at the time. We were recording an album across the road. So, the band used to come over from recording. They used to come over and they'd have a table and it was reserved for them. And they would just come and have some drinks and eat some food and they'd chill out. And, and I think it was just really cool because we had so much culture. So many people would come. Like this cafe literally could have hundreds of people at it. And there was always musicians and artists and there was always like we'd have exhibitions and would have concerts and all these things and it was such an incredible year, especially being 20 years old. Like how many people can say they organised like mini festivals and they organized bands and things like that and they're selling tickets and you can kind of see like I was an entrepreneur from early on. I mean way earlier on than that but like Doing things like that, it's so funny because even now I still sell tickets to events and I still hold events and I hold workshops and things like that and it's all just the same. And even when I was a when I was like maybe, you know, five, six, seven years old, I used to have puppet shows at my house and I used to get all my family around and you know, I would like block off my room, make it into a big puppet kind of place and then I'll charge everybody to come in to watch the puppet show and then after the show, I'd be there like counting up my coins like, ooh, that was a good night, you know, maybe I'll do it again tomorrow night. But it's funny how, you know, some some things like as an entrepreneur, some things are really easy for you because you're just born that way, you just do, you're just doing the thing. And I guess for me, like with every business, I've ran it the same way. And it's always just been fun. Like it's been a really fun thing. The same as the puppet show. It's the same as my workshops. It's the same as holding concerts and mini festivals at my cafe. Every single thing has been like the same adventure, but really fun. So, one thing I do want to say, and this is going to be a takeaway for you, is when you're doing something like... I don't know, whatever it is in your business, you're putting on events or, you know, whatever it is, you really need to always play in your strength. And that's one reason why I've seen for myself like so much success in my businesses because I've never gone out of my depth of things that I don't know in terms of like knowing my own limits and knowing my strengths. And so my strengths obviously, when I'm five years old, holding puppet shows and selling tickets is like events and entertaining. And because I still do that to this day, having workshops and things like that, and I'm still entertaining and I'm educating and I'm doing these things. It means like it's a superpower for me and it's really easy. So, if something like that wasn't easy, it becomes so hard. And you see this all the time. For instance, someone that doesn't know how to like communicate well on social media or create content, Of course, it's going to be really hard for you to be really good on Instagram or, you know, TikTok or Facebook and things like that because it's not playing on your strengths. So, I always say like especially with marketing or whatever it is, like what you do in your business, it needs to be so easy for you. Like it needs to be second nature. If you're doing marketing and it's hard, like then you're doing it wrong because you need to make it so easy. Don't do it because someone else does that platform because someone else thinks that's normal. Like you need to do it because you're like, oh my God, this is easy. So, for myself, like maybe events are fading out or maybe like whatever it is, but you know, or maybe the new platform, the hot platforms like TikTok or something like that. But for me, I'm not chasing the new things. I'm chasing the things that work well for me. I know there's millions of followers or millions of people on Facebook, but I'm not good on that platform. So, I'm not going to put my time in there. So, then I don't have the anxiety of trying to learn something new or fill out out of my depth. And I'm going to continue working like with marketing strategies and with my businesses and building projects around the stuff that I know. Having said that though, it doesn't mean I'm not pushing my comfort zones. Like like I have said before, like I started this podcast because I was so scared of being on podcasts. I'm not very good at, you know, finding the right words sometimes. And I have an accent and I feel like people in some countries can't understand me. And you know, I'm not educated and I can, and I feel like sometimes I could come through in the way that I construct sentences. So, for me, I was so, like, so much self-doubt would come up saying, like, you know, don't go on a podcast because you're recording your voice and it's going to be out there forever. People will listen to it. And so, that's why, you know, I still do things to push myself out of my comfort zone, like recording a podcast. But I'm creating an event around the way that I know how to create events though. I still do events and I still do, you know, Instagram. I do all the things that I know. I do my digital marketing around the new thing that's pushing me out of my comfort zone. And then after a while, just like the cliff, now I can talk on podcasts all day long. I'm sitting here in my studio on a Sunday morning actually and I'm just recording off the cuff like a podcast and I'm comfortable doing it because I've done it so many times. So, I think that's like comes back to every every adventure, everything that I've ever done, I've gone in 100% no matter how scared I've been and trust me when I say and I, I want to like push this home because I think sometimes people can see me as confident and you know, maybe he was born with it or whatever. And it's not like that at all. Like I, I'm i so scared of like doing a new project like this. And that's why I put myself out there. And I have so many insecurities and I, and I do compare myself to others. And I do feel like I'm not doing good enough. All those things, I'm just human. Like that's how I feel. And I know my superpowers. I know that if I hang out with positive people, if I hang out with... If I'm like, you know, changing my mindset, working on those things, like if I put on the blinkers and I, and I don't have outside influences, like all those things are going to help me in my journey of being able to continue to do fun projects and, you know, continue to do, you know, whatever adventure it is that I want to do. So, here's another story about shooting a wedding again um, and just being out of your comfort zone, being out of depth. Uh, last year, I was shooting weddings all over the world. I, I just shot a wedding in Chicago, and then I flew up to Norway, and I and I shot a beautiful wedding in Norway. And it was like you know, there's it was like traditional, and there's the big fjords, and um, basically, if you're imagining a Norwegian wedding with a blonde couple and beautiful scenery and some traditional clothing and all that kind of stuff, you're exactly that's exactly what it was, and it was such a beautiful experience. We got to. I actually had my sister over there and we did a road trip across the country, you know, and we turned it into a bit of a thing. And, you know, again, like here's a wedding that I got to, my grandparents live in Norway as well, actually. So, here's again another wedding that's taken me around the world and it's just like another experience and I met all these people and, you know, I've got to experience the town and go out and have some drinks at bars and it was just like such a, an amazing venture. But it came sort of at the end of like shooting a whole bunch of other weddings. So, I was on my way home after this wedding and I got an inquiry to shoot a wedding in Kenya and it was the next weekend and I said, I got in touch with them and I said, hey guys, yes, I can shoot that. Uh, You will have to pay for my flights from Norway to Kenya to Melbourne because I'm on my way home. So, it's not a return trip from Melbourne and they said, yeah, no worries, we can do that. So, they organized a translator, a bodyguard, um, some internal flights because I had to catch like a small jet to this small town where the wedding was. Then I had to get um, like a 4 drive, like a safari out to this camp where I had to go. And because I was so busy um, at the time, I let them organize like the travel. And what was funny was, and I realized this on the way there is I was catching a flight and I looked at the ticket to see what city I was flying into because I actually didn't know. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this is where I'm going. Went and checked in, hopped on the plane. And then on the way, I was like, actually, where in the world am I going? I don't actually even know that. And when I got off the plane, I uh, looked on the maps and I'm like, whoa, so this is where I am. So where am I going? And I had a look and it's like it was literally in the middle of nowhere. So, um, that night I stayed near the airport and then someone come pick me up in the morning and then I caught a little plane out into the middle of nowhere and then um, a tribe came and picked me up um, and they took me for about a three-hour drive into the wilderness, past lines and all sorts of crazy stuff. I couldn't believe it. And then I had no idea where I was going. I was like, hey guys, how long are we driving for? Where are we going? And I was only there for three days. And in that three days, I think I slept for about four hours because I don't know if you've ever been to a new country before. Like, I feel like Australia would be like this. Like, if you got here, there's so many new birds and bugs and wildlife that it's, you know, you hear all these new sounds. And so, when I got to Kenya, like, I was staying in this, like, really nice yurt tent thing out in the middle of nowhere. And this is before I've met the couple. So, the couple will come in the next day. So, I had something to eat. I had a drink. I went to bed and at the front of my um, yurt, I had a security guard and he was armed with a spear to make sure no lions or anything come in. And I laid down and I could hear hyenas, I could hear lions roaring, um, all these crazy bugs. Like I was literally in the middle of the wilderness, so like it was so loud of just the crazy sounds. So, it took me a long time to get to sleep. And then in the middle of the night, this big elephant came past and rubbed against my tent. And I literally, I've never jumped so high out of my bed. And I jumped up. I didn't know what that was, but it sounded scary. And I go out the front and there's my security guard with the back of the spear giving it a whack, saying like, move on, move on, go on, get out of here. And I was like, oh my God, like what is that thing? So, the next day, we had to actually get up really early and I went on a safari. So, every morning, I got up at like 4 a.m., and we went on safari and we did hot air ballooning and, you know, we did all this crazy stuff. We went out to visit some tribes and some local areas. And then the local tribe found out that they were eloping and they hijacked the wedding. And they basically said, like, oh, we're going to dress you up in traditional clothes. We're going to do a full couple of hour ceremony and we're going to do the whole thing. So now the tribe was involved and, um, yeah, it was like the most mind-blowing experience. We're out in the middle of nowhere, like underneath this tree. The whole tribe was there doing all this traditional stuff and they're all dressed up. And um, yeah, I guess like at that point, because it was at the end of my trip and the weekend before it was like, you know, a wedding in Norway and it was so beautiful. And the weekend before that was in Chicago and it was like a really expensive wedding. And here I am in the middle of nowhere with a tribe around like witnessing this uh, beautiful elopement and this big storm rolls over and this massive rainbow comes over and I just was mind blown. Like I was literally at the point where I like I almost had like tears in my eyes. I was like, how crazy is my life that I get to experience things like this? I had no idea. I don't even know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just shooting whatever's in front of me and... I'm enjoying everything and I get paid for it. So, this is my job. And I guess like one thing of my job is as a wedding photographer and like sometimes I feel guilty saying this but I find it really easy and it's one of the reasons why I do it and I find it easy it's because like... It plays on all my strengths. I am really am a people person. I have lots of empathy. I love like hanging out with people, but I understand and I hear. I'm like listening and I'm hearing, and you know, I'm like helping people when they're highly stressed, and I'm trying to be an anchor to like calm the mood and all these things. So, personally, like I don't have anxiety when I go to weddings or anything. Like I love it. I get in there and I'm like, I feel like I'm always a part of it, and I make such good friends and as a reward I I get to like travel the world and like you know see these crazy things and I've got these connections all over the place but again like would this ever happen if I was like just trying to make money and I had a job here in Melbourne and you know I'd wake up and catch a train and and then I'd come home in the afternoon and I'd cook dinner and I'd go to bed like I think no matter how much money I get paid or not get paid I think like living a life where you're just diving in and you're completely in the unknown. Like I had no idea that I was, you know, I can't speak the language over there. I had no idea how to shoot a wedding in Kenya, but there I was like, and I think I thanked myself when I was there. I was like, um, thank you for trusting in yourself. You know, thank you for trusting yourself, man. Like It's crazy that you say yes to the unknown things and even though the things scare you and you know that you don't know what's going on and you're out of control, you still seem to do it and you pull it off. And that's me like talking to myself because I do believe sometimes you need some self-love and I think a lot of people try and hold themselves back like you can't do it, you can't do it, What what if this, what if that, what if this? And they come up with like so many reasons why they shouldn't do something like that or how they couldn't, you know. But for me, like I say yes and then I trust in the fact that I'm confident enough to get myself through a lot of situations. But I'm also, I'm, I'm so eager to experience those adventures. I'm so eager to live life to the point where I'm like, whoa, that actually blew my mind. That's an experience that you couldn't pay for. That is something that has changed my life in, in some way and it's opened my mind and all these things. So, the last story I want to tell you Um, When I started as a wedding photographer, I started doing workshops back in 2015 and, and since then I've been teaching so many photographers and I'm so passionate about teaching creative business because to be honest guys i am so passionate about business because all these stories that i'm telling you here i don't see it as my photography getting me to places i see it's the business that i built that's allowed me to get to these places that's allowed me to get paid to do what i love it's allowed me to share my services and my passion with the people that love what i do and to me like i love business so much because of those reasons i see it so creative i can creatively do it in so many different ways and and i just love that like like i said like when i was you know a young kid i would have Um, puppet shows it wasn't because I was passionate about puppets I was passionate about like oh here's a cool event that I could have and I could make some pocket money and go buy an ice cream and I could do something else and I just loved the fact that you know you know out of nowhere I could create something and change my own course of my life or I could I could better my life or I could get myself out of a situation and all these things have changed my life definitely if you listen to the episode about my life when I first started, you know, I had a hard upbringing and, you know, those times when I was homeless and things like that. And I think all those things have shaped me and turned me into who I am. But like business has been the backbone of everything because without that, I would have just been working a nine to five and it's pretty hard to have these kind of adventures. It was pretty hard to create wealth for yourself or create opportunities when, when you don't have the time and you don't allow yourself to do those things. So the last story I want to tell you is I never went to school really and I never went to university so I never had to stand up in front of a class and talk and it was one thing I was really self-conscious about so I really wanted to start doing workshops because I was so scared of standing in front of people and public speaking like i was petrified of public speaking and i knew that and i knew if i wanted to grow i had to jump off that cliff i was standing on the edge of it i had to jump off it so i organized myself my first workshop and i was so scared i sat down and you know i was like oh my god this is this is a scary thing to do talking in front of people how are they going to are they going to judge me how are they going to react am i going to be funny am i going to you know absolutely bomb like what what's going to happen And from that experience, I did another workshop and then slowly I started standing up and then slowly I I would stand in front, you know, of a microphone, not behind the microphone, slowly I started using my hands and I'll start presenting and slowly I started telling jokes as well and like loosening up and becoming comfortable and now, you know, I remember when I first talked in front of five people and, and oh my God, like that was scary. Then I talked in front of 10 people and I was like, oh my God. Then I talked in front of 50 people and I was like, oh my God, like this is scary And then the first time I talked in front of 500 people and so this is my story was um, one of the biggest places I've talked at was way up north and that's what it's called. It was way up north. It was up in Germany but um, the conference is called way up north and I got asked to speak at it and it was a big week for me because I was shooting a wedding on Saturday in Melbourne, Australia and then way up north I had to the next day fly straight up um, to Germany which was It's basically a three-day flight because you have to go so many different flights to get to this little uh, city that I was teaching in and I had to talk at this conference and then fly all the way back and then I had another wedding that Saturday so I was literally gone. I was in the air like all week long and I was in Germany for like one day. I've never spoken on a big stage like this so um, one of the things that I didn't like is we didn't really do a sound check, I didn't get to listen to the microphone and I didn't get to stand up on the stage and test the lighting and stuff like that. So, I was like a little bit nervous. But before this, they put you out in the back in the green room and you have some drinks back there and they kind of separate you from all the attendees and make you feel like a rock star. And they come in, they start saying like, okay, so, you know, you're going to have a slideshow and the music's going to go. And as that's going, you got to walk down, a camera's going to follow you. And as you time yourself walking up onto the stage, then the light's going to turn on. And then from there, you've got to like present for 45 minutes or 50 minutes or whatever it is. And I was so nervous. I'm like, oh my God, is it? Like, okay, I'll, I'll try and get that going. Yeah, no worries. And there was people on stage like that had been doing this for a long time. They were dancing and they were, you know, so confident. And I'm not confident at all. And like, this was the hardest thing ever. And I just remember, I remember sitting in the green room just before it all happened. And I was like, you can do this, Jai. Like, you know, you've talked in front of 50 people. You've helped so many people. You've helped hundreds of people. Um... And this is no different. And just speak to one person and be passionate and really help that person. And I remember, you know, I walk out and it's my turn and I'm walking down and people are cheering and you get up on stage and you share your story. And I fumbled a little bit and then I finally got there and I started feeling confident and by the end I felt comfortable. It was an incredible experience, an absolute incredible experience. I was, I was jet-lagged, I was tired, I was all these things. But, like, who would have thought, like, you know, Me, standing there talking in front of so many people. When I think about things like that, again, like I thank myself for being confident enough to say yes to something that scares me so much and taking that jump because standing on the edge and thinking about it, I was so scared but when I was finally up there, it's like jumping and I was like, oh my God, this is actually fun, I'm, I'm getting people laughing. And then at the end, I'm like, I'm so glad I did that. I grew that little bit like it was a challenge I overcame and I faced my fears with courage and I'm so glad that I allowed myself to grow that little bit. And I don't know about you. I don't know if you've ever done any public speaking before. Like I'm not some crazy person that loves public speaking. So, like again, like does it make you feel nervous like standing up in front of a stage? because that's exactly how I felt. Like, you know, my stomach was like eating itself. My heart sunk and it was so hard to get up there. And again, compare myself to everybody else. Like everybody else was so amazing. Am I good enough? Am I bringing something? All these things, you know, you start questioning yourself as a creative, as you do, you always had these doubts. But I had really good feedback. There were so many amazing people. Um, I think it was an experience that you know, I'll be telling people for so long. And I, and to be honest, like, hopefully I'll get bigger experiences. Hopefully one day I can speak in front of a thousand people and, and then maybe one day 2,000, 5,000, like... You never know. And I'm so open to doing those things because, again, like finding the higher cliff, like how can I challenge myself again so I feel that way again? Because I never not want to feel that way. I want my stomach to be turning. I want my heart to sink because I want to do things that make me feel so alive because at the end of it, you're like, oh my God, like there is nothing. The money could never pay for an experience like that. Like that was so exhilarating and it makes you feel alive. So, I hope these stories have been entertaining for you and given you a little bit of insight. I think I was just ready to share some stories because, you know, a lot of my podcast is to-do tips and things like that. And if you know me, like, I love sharing exciting stories and I love living, you know, like the things that I do and the things that I teach. So... I want to inspire you in a way of like, I'm actually living this stuff and I do this stuff every day. This is how I wake up and I'm so excited and I'm so scared and I'm facing a new challenge every day and I'm doing something different. I want you to know like if you're scared about starting a business, if you're scared about where you are at your business, like it's totally normal, like we all do it, but it just comes down to having that courage to facing it and knowing that, you know what, like do I need, like I want to be scared, do I need to be safe, do I need security? wouldn't I rather an adventure? Wouldn't I rather a challenge? Wouldn't I rather a story to tell like my grandkids? Like I want to tell my my kids a story of like, you know, a, lo- a life full of happiness and love and adventure and craziness compared to a life full of, you know, graphs and making money and building a business for that reason. So, I really appreciate you listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I didn't just share too much. <laughs> You never know. Again, I'm always pushing myself to get myself out of my comfort zone and I know so many people listen to this now and I'm seriously, I'm so thankful. Um, I love you guys. You've been listening to Jai Long and I'm going to see you next
1: week. Spread the love and create opportunities for the people around you. Make Your Break is brought to you by Jai Long and produced at our in-house studio, Free the Bird Productions. We love creating opportunities for you and hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more information on this podcast, our online courses, products, workshops, or just want to say hi, we're here for you at JaiLong.co.